Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 256. Got a lot to talk about. Really? I uh, I really took one for the team and saw Fifty Shades of Grey over the weekend. You took a couple ones for I, the team. Oh, my God, I did. I, and uh, I won't even talk about all of them this week. You were up in Lake Tahoe. I was up in Lake Tahoe. Team-taking. I was. I was, de- I was definitely team-taking. First, I was repaying my debt to you by seeing Seventh Son. Yes. Uh, and then I went way into the hole when I saw Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Uh, I saw the loft. I don't even. Yeah, we'll get into oh all of that. God. That's was... that's for sure. Um, not a lot of good movies being discussed this uh, this week. However, we have a lot to say about the lot. ones we're going to talk Did about. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to thank the comedy film nerds fans that came out for uh, in Tahoe. It was nice. really fun. A couple of them came out and said uh, they actually saw you, and they drove back from Reno oh, again to see awesome. me. <laughs> so it was really it was really cool. Um, uh, and they're like, oh, I should have brought the book. I'm like, oh, yeah, I would have signed it for you. Because I know a lot of times um, people bring the Comedy Film Nerds Guide to Movies to the shows. And if they see Jackie or any of us, they get signatures yep. like Schmidt. So it's really cool to see that. Um, but we, uh, we've we got a lot to talk about. Should we just go well, right I mean, I just want to thank everybody uh-huh. real quick who came out to the um, Comics on Safari show in Brea on um february 11th that was great and then everyone who came out to uh the hollywood improv yeah, it sold out you said sold out valentine's night oh, it was a great. blast it was a mm-hmm. great show like uh helen hong was a great mc huntsberger was funny Lori kilmartin and baron vaughn just crushed mm-hmm. i mean they great. they would they were so great watching them and it was it was just a rock solid show so thanks to everybody that, that uh came out to that let us introduce our guest first time guest another first, first time another guest. first time guest uh he and i were both on doug loves movies together in uh, sweet home san diego and he is on the uh, keith and the girl uh, podcast network he's got his own podcast he's from new york ladies and gentlemen let us welcome mike kaplan thank you hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do i do the audience part too <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice fanfare. Uh, thank you very yeah, much. For, you brought your own. That's yeah. Great. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's fair to do that as a fan. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm very excited. I like you and podcasts. <laughs> I enjoy doing things I like with people I like. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. You're a very pleasant robot. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been programmed to enjoy podcasts. Lesbot. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, tell us a little bit, uh, you, about your podcast. You live in New York. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I started doing mine a couple of years ago, uh, and now it's on the Keith and the Girl Network, and it's called Hang Out With Me, and you listen to me hang out with people. Uh, from their perspective, they're like, I'll hang out with you. You know, they're, you know how pronouns work. But, uh, yeah, I, I've had on a bunch of, it's usually one or two or three, there's some number of people that I have on, but it's usually about two, and we just have a, a fun conver- a fun and or meaningful and or neither conversation. <laughs> Uh, I've had like mostly comedians, but then I also try to branch out and get, you know, sometimes actors or photographers or other artists or writers. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I had this guy on who wrote the book, uh, have you heard of, uh, the year of living biblically where AJ Jacobs, this author spent a year Mm. just trying to follow all the laws and rules of the Bible, literally, uh, as much as he could and wrote a book and it's awesome. And, uh, 
Did he yeah. stone his wife for? He, he did. Well, here's he would carry around like pebbles that if he if he ever saw a stoning offense, he would like you know t- he wouldn't break today's you know laws but by assaulting join, a person. He would join in if he saw one. Absolutely, of course, of course. Uh, but he did. You know, you're not allowed to touch your wife when she is quote unquote unclean. Uh, so he wouldn't touch his wife, and his wife didn't like uh, that. Well, that's so, weird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she wasn't on board, but she yeah. she would then go around and sit on everything in the house, uh, which. Then he couldn't sit on anything. She would sit on every chair, and he couldn't sit on that until it was somehow, you know, purified. I don't know. I don't know how Jews work, but uh, how that sorcery exists. But uh, but yeah, fun fun guest. Lots of I just have uh, try to have fun with people and let them, you know, be themselves and tell their stories and whatnot. And then you're a comic that's on a road on the road to a fair amount. That's what why you're out in LA right now? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i probably on the road about half the time and in New York about half the time. And right now I have a girlfriend who lives in LA, so I try to make more trips to to LA and the surrounding environs. Mm-hmm. Well, Is that how you say that? Environs? Yes, that's exactly. In the valley, sure. Absolutely. Yes, pleas- pleasure, Bob. That's, that's <laughs> totally correct. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's, let's get into... <laughs> what the fuck this last weekend was oh my god uh i'll tell you 50 shades of gray picked a perfect weekend to come out and um i i i, I gotta tell you i don't know where to fucking begin with this movie you punished really, yourself by seeing I, it I, I did i did i was very masochistic by seeing this movie and as far as i could tell and i'm no expert <laughs> on uh <laughs> On uh, bondage and submissives and dominance and uh, also um, poor writing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's very difficult to really make heads or tails of this film if you're not already a fan. I'm an expert of one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you fucking figure out <laughs> which is it. So what? Um, the first thing that struck me about this movie is that there was definitely an attempt made at making an actual movie. Hmm. It failed, mm-hmm. but it, there was an attempt made. There was a. It was like, okay, we've got to get you know a female screenwriter, female director. We this is a girls' movie, and however, I'm not sure if a lot of women are really going to enjoy it because it's so weirdly plotted and the lot there's no logic or anything to it uh i will say on a broad scale i saw the two things that it was going for there's two fantasies in this film if you take all the bondage and the snm stuff out of it there's two fantasies one of them is the cinderella story you know this girl is just graduating college she works in a hardware store and this beautiful rich billionaire sweeps her off her feet takes her away in a helicopter the other female fantasy in this movie that it's a little more subtle is um the the notion that you can change a man Mm -hmm. and it is and it's really, really fascinating to see this fantasy play out and then ultimately fail. Uh, so you have this, like, um, Christian Grey is this guy who's been basically abused as a kid, and now he's into S&M, and this is the way he expresses his emotions. And uh, <laughs> it's got great, amazing dialogue, like... Uh, that's just the way I am. Like, you know, trying to explain like all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? Guess what? So pedophiles would say the exact same thing. You know, people that really engage in horrible, (laughs) deviant behavior that was just the way I am. But, oh no, you're rich and beautiful. So now you're eccentric. That's the, uh, that's the excuse. But the, the biggest problem with this film, the, the, beside the writing, lack of narrative structure, and also a point of view, a theme or a perceptive, or a perception is that this movie it goes back and forth like first it goes like um 
you know, she's really, Anastasia's, she's afraid she doesn't want to get into this world, but she's really intrigued by it. So it's like, yes, no, yes, no. And then the whole movie is actually getting into the quote playroom, like the S&M dungeon. I thought, oh, I thought that was kind of, kind of happened a little quicker from uh, the previews and everything, but no, uh, it takes a long time to get there. And that's uh, part of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also Hit me, see come like, on. Uh, get, give it to me. You, you, you're going to wait. You, you also see things like, uh, like then, like the fact that like he, she's trying to like, I don't do romance and, uh, like, uh, I don't make love. I just fuck really hard. And like, I was laughing. Direct quote, another direct quote. Another direct quote in the film. Uh, Now, I was laughing. Everyone, I don't know if everyone else in the theater was taking it seriously, uh, but it was I've said that before. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. I do both. I make love and fuck really hard. That's my love making. Yeah, why can't you have both? (laughs) Why can't can't you have both? That's Uh, true. Legitimate serious point. And... uh, (laughs) So, as this movie progresses, then you see, like, uh, he doesn't do romance, but then... He's taking her away in a helicopter, and they're going out, and they're doing. I don't do romance, but wait, you just did it in that other scene. And, right? Um, you're like, I don't. We don't sleep in the same bed when we're done. You, this is your room, and you stay in there. And then you say, Oh no, but wait, you just slept in the same bed. And then so, that <laughs> really, the movie doesn't know where men or are why stupid. it wants to yeah, go. They are. Billionaire um, men are really stupid. So it, it's all this, but the, the the thing, all the theory and the motivation behind it is just. And I, I'm saying this. For someone who really isn't a part or completely understands this world, like one of the the um, selling points, he does look. If we sign this contract, like, and the con- they have a contract to go into the dungeon and what's acceptable and what isn't, and uh, as a submissive, she's like, you have to do exactly what I say and all this stuff and all this. And then she uh, goes, well, what do I get out of this? A legitimate question. Yeah. A legitimate question. And he Helicopter goes, rides, bitch. That's exactly what it is. And he goes, you get me. And I'm thinking, is this, again, not an expert on S&M and bondage, but is this how it works by uh, blackmail? I, I mean, much? is that, if this is this is how you get someone into the dungeon, you, you literally blackmail them. This is the only way you're going to have me. Look at this. It's worth it. Well, so. I, I can legitimately answer some of this. I am not an expert, but uh, I listen to Dan Savage's podcast the savage love cast and uh <laughs> i haven't watched the movie but i am glad that a lot of people are learning about beating each other up for fun yeah uh like if that is there are people i mean there's number one there's people sure. who like legitimately get off on being submissive like that is what yes. they get out of it like you getting like me getting hurt the exact right amount is what i want then that's what you get and it's fair like you and it's obviously you don't do anything the person says if you're like i don't want to do that then you're like yeah. i'm not gonna do that sure. like the and just real quick the comparison you made to uh, of course, you're not saying that BDSM practitioners who are consensually involved with other people are identical or parallel to pedophiles. Like, yes. yeah, pedophile acting, uh, raping a child, not as good as yeah. two people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less on, on the scale of acceptable, yeah. exactly. legal, uh, yeah. moral. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, essentially, the I mean, this the th- I think the thing about this movie. I mean, it came from a book that was just like sexual fan fiction. You know, it was yeah, it was, it was Twilight was, fan fiction. And so people are reading it like, ooh, I just. They just want to see the sex stuff. Like, I mean, and they, you know, filmed like loosely around, like based, yes. based around a story and be like, oh, now this thing happens. Right. Uh, but it's like we want it naughty, but not too naughty. Right. It's, I mean, it's a lot of people's way in. It's like the way that, right. you know, Freud isn't like the accepted, like everybody's not like Freud is correct about psychology these days, but right. he's where you start. You're like, oh, he said a bunch of wrong things that led yeah. us in the right direction. So that's what this, that's what this book and movie is for. That's true. This yeah. is the Dr. Ruth. Uh, if you're comparing it to uh, Sigmund Freud, yes, this is, this is the the uh, the gateway, I guess. But what I will say, as far as like um, 
the girl who plays Anastasia is uh, adorable. Mm-hmm. You know, she is definitely uh, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but ultimately, you know, the ke- is is there chemistry between the two leads? And not really. You know, that that's where it's like it, it, it definitely falls flat now. For a completely different opinion on this film, go to the website and read Laura House's review of Fifty Shades of Grey. She loved it. Loved it. Yes. What? So, what? <laughs> what? So again, we need to get here her on the phone. Here at Comedy Film Nerds, we offer varying opinions. Well, I want to. I obviously didn't see this movie. Uh, I were, think we may have to do a spoiler episode you're because an because asshole. because when we get to the there's so much to talk about towards the end that we can't really talk okay. about and. Um, it really raises the ridiculous meter to about 11. Okay, well, there's a couple things that happened on Twitter that I'm going to address uh, <laughs> <laughs> with regards to this movie. Um, first, uh, a fan, Jennifer, her Twitter handle is at Jen R-K-V-I-R. Um, when you were posting, okay, Graham, I'm going to go see... What did you see? Seventh Son. Seventh Son. This is your fault. You're an asshole. Yeah. You're all mad at me. And I was like, ha justice on Twitter, which was great. Um, uh, Jennifer at uh, Jen R. Kiever wrote, writes, wrote, <laughs> great grammar. Uh, if you think you want to see two shades, don't. Book equals most vapid, infuriating, infuri- infuriating, infuriatingly stupid drivel makes Twilight seem like a documentary. <laughs> Which is fucking awesome. And that she keeps, like, she couldn't, that was 142 characters wasn't enough. Uh, tells the pre- Fifty Shades the premise. Um, premise one, 21-year-old virgin college student has never been on internet. She doesn't know. <laughs> I'm not kidding, she writes. No, it's true. That's yeah. part of it. Then there's like, oh, you're a virgin? Oh, well, let's, you know, we have to rectify that. Oh, like, yeah. But I thought you didn't do romance. So what, you, wouldn't you bring her straight to the dungeon? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, so it's all these, every scene is inconsistent with the scene before it. That's, uh, that's one of the joys of watching this film unfold. And then you realize, oh, we have to fill 90 minutes. It's an abusive movie. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it was visually abusive to my eyes, and I didn't have a safe word. Can I, can I, can I say one more serious thing about BDSM? Just that the idea that this character is like, I was beaten or I was abused, and so now I'm this way, like I'm flawed and damaged because of it. Like, there's tons of people, like from listening to this, you know, Dan Savage's podcast, like he says a lot, and this comes up. Like, some people love spanking, like love getting spanked or love, like, because they, if they had to pick why, like, why do you like it? Like, well, I was spanked a lot as a child, so now I like sure. spanking. But some people are like, I've never been spanked and I always wanted it. So that's like, it's like the exact opposite. Like some people just like spanking, whether or not you were or weren't spanked. There's no rhyme or reason necessarily to why people develop some kinks. And the idea that people who are kinky, like aren't loving people, like in fact, they often have to be even more like conscientious. Like when you're delivering pain to people, it has to be, you know, measured and caring and like thought out and discussed And people, so people in the BDSM community who do it, you know, responsibly and ethically are often like the night, like if you, to be a dominate, like the dominatrices, dominatrices, I don't know, um, (laughs) like have to be like responsible and ethical and caring in order, because otherwise they're criminals. And they'll get thrown out of the union. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like legitimately they'll like off, off, like the way that, you know, a comedian might be like, you know, 
like Lewis Black, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. then offstage, you're like, hey, I'm a very nice person. I go yeah. on, I, in my work, I do this thing. Like, yeah. same thing, Carlin, nice guy. Like, Doug Stanhope, nice guy. Like, all these people spewing bile, like, being insulting and violent and whatever they're doing, geniuses for a living. Uh, but then offstage, you're like, oh, yeah, so, uh, you know, you yeah. want to go get, get a coffee? Well, that was... Uh- and that was another uh, thing that was amazing about this film. He was like this billionaire at like, uh, um, you know, at a very young age, late 20s. And then all of a sudden, he um, never seemed to have to be at the office. <laughs> he had plenty of time to kind of chase her around and get her to, yeah, get her to consent to. Uh, <laughs> There's a board of directors. Yeah, they handle things. There was no, yeah, we didn't we didn't get introduced to the uh, Lucius Fox of the Gray Corporation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we need to get some more gadgets. Like, yeah. where does he get those wonderful toys? <laughs> and uh, and when you finally get to see the uh, the playroom, it's like, okay, well, this is a rich man's playroom. Like we, we talked about this before. If Christian Gray was just like a teacher, like I want to show you my playroom, no woman would go in there. And it's all about the Cinderella story of this rich right. billionaire who takes him away, and then it, uh, the sexual awakening of bringing her into this world. But but there are very so... reasonably priced sex toys as well. Yes. <laughs> Right. It's just uh, done in such a, a sloppy, ham-handed way, and uh, with complete logic flaws and inconsistencies. It, it, it's it's an entertaining watch for everything that's wrong in entertainment. I, I would say that's uh, that if you want to watch yeah. it and for that type of value, like, uh, and it's going to make a fortune. And the one thing that did make me laugh is that every normally I don't read reviews before I see a movie but i read a few and every single one of them said well at least the movie's better written than the book everyone huh. was saying that and uh well, all right that isn't saying much matthew moore and uh ashley raper at mm moore 420 and at juno rose have suggested a 50 shades of gray spoiler up and i responded that they're evil yeah um but you might get your horrifying. You yeah, might get- and it's only because uh, I normally I, I wouldn't be pressing for it because uh, I wouldn't wish seeing this film on my worst enemy. It's, uh, <laughs> but the ending is so ridiculous and so unbelievable that uh, I, I want to talk about it. We have to talk about it. Okay. Because I was just literally laughing at the end of the movie. All right. At this very serious, Whatever, poignant dude. moment. Fine, you're gonna make me go see this. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Just week. go. You know what? Just um, just watch the last 15 minutes. You already know what happens up until then. Now, so. maybe I'll just pop around. Maybe yeah, I'll go yeah. see this Virgin m- Helicopter. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Fifty Shades of Grey. All right. I want to get into another great movie, <laughs> The Loft. A remake. A remake. The Loft. Um, Originally, The Basement. <laughs> the, the Loft. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, um, it is a uh, remake um, of a movie that came out in uh, a, a Belgian movie, I believe. Uh, the same director, Eric Van Looy, Looy, L O O Y, whatever. Um, Nas. Yeah, Nas. Nas. Nas, yeah, Nas. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, what's her name on Twitter? Uh, at uh, or Alexis was, she goes, oh, I'm, where is that? She goes, OMG, I'm laughing out loud that you guys keep mispronouncing, <laughs> mispronouncing yeah. Nas. Nas. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just like two dummies that don't know how. Yeah, Alexis. There couldn't be two white guys farther away from hip hop than in this garage right now. <laughs> yes, uh, at. Uh, the only w- reason wild. we know who Kanye West is is because he runs his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I know the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Does that help? 
Um, <laughs> They're not a one of them's dead. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Way to go. Um, yeah, at wild underscore years is like she's dying that we didn't know how to pronounce his name. All right. So the loft. The only rappers you know are white and dead. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Sugar Hill Gang. I think they're... Run DMC. I like... uh, Absolutely. You know, that other one. You guys are plenty hep. I like Public Enemy. I wish they'd come back and do a little more social commentary. I'd like to hear what they have to say about things. All right, guys. A lot of opinions. A lot of opinions. The Loft. The Loft. This movie... All right. We're going to do a brief little spoiler alert here. Because there's no way to talk about this movie without getting into the ending. And it's so stupid. We're not doing a spoiler rep on it. And if anyone's mad that we ruined this movie for you, you're stupid. You're, you have, <laughs> you're not going to see it anyway. You're not going to see you're it not. anyway. And if you see this and really like it, then maybe this podcast isn't for you anymore. <laughs> maybe, maybe you need to go elsewhere. Um, spoiler, you've been listening to the wrong podcast. Yes, spoiler alert. You're in the wrong. You're lost. Five married guys conspire to secretly share a penthouse loft in the city, a place where they can carry out hidden affairs and indulge their deepest fantasies. But the fantasy becomes a nightmare when they discover a dead body of an unknown woman in the loft and realize one of the group must be involved. Ah, that sounds like it could be fun. Could be fun. Could be intriguing. Sounds like a thriller. Yes. It starts out, so you immediately think, well, it's probably the wives have set them all up. Um, And it makes the dumbest twists and turns so much so that I was originally was like, well, I'm going to watch 20 minutes and then split and then maybe go sneak in and watch, you know, 20 minutes of Jupiter Ascending just to have something right. to talk about. And I was mesmerized at how dumb it was. <laughs> I was like, I got to stay to see because, you know, there's going to be some really stupid twisty ending. They do stuff that one guy and they start to kind of paint the picture that maybe he was... Uh, uh, Carl Urban is 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 the lead. Okay. Oh, I love Carl yes, Urban. Yes, exactly. Too. You love Carl Urban. He's Bones from Star Trek, and he's Judge Dredd. He's he was Judge, Judge Dredd in the he's, remake. He's great. You want him to be great, and then there's there's. Uh, You're really selling me. Can I leave? Well, you <laughs> there's Eric, there, or there's James Marsden. You're like, okay, let's get Jimmy Marsden in there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Eric Stone Street from uh, Modern Family. Modern Family yeah. is playing a straight guy. I thought he was openly gay. Um, maybe he's just a fine actor playing yeah, yeah. P- playing a gay guy. He's not good at playing a straight guy. <laughs> he sounds like a straight guy, a gay guy, a closeted gay guy that's trying to sound straight. You know, who's like, yes, let's just bang all the chicks. You know, like it's just, <laughs> it just when you hear those guys. There's a lot of those guys in L.A. I think Dana Gould has a joke about it, and you're like, nobody straight guys don't talk that way. So. Carl Urban is the, you know, they're, they're painting him out as the ringleader. The movie starts, there are, Carl Urban's in a police interrogation room. What happened? So it's all this weird flashbacky stuff. Who is Kaiser Soze? Exactly. But it doesn't make sense. And then they break the timeline and it's like, well, wait a minute. And then they're all in the apartment going, we got to cover this up. We got to figure this out. The cops are going to be here. And you're like, well. Well, maybe that was the screenwriter. Exactly. <laughs> what happened? And then um, Wentworth Miller um you know, they put him in uh, glasses and they start alluding that, oh, maybe he's a... Uh, Superman. Maybe, sure. No, that would be more <laughs> intriguing. Maybe he's secretly gay for Carl Urban because he set oh. up a camera watching all these guys. Oh, so it's like Death Trap with Michael Caine and uh, Christopher yeah, Reed. Yeah, yeah, but a dumb version of yeah. Death Trap. And Death Trap's pretty dumb. When it you is. set up a secret love loft that you hang out in with your five buddies, you should know your buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta... Yeah, you uh, yeah. Like, is, do I know a murderer? 
Yeah. <laughs> so, and is one of them gay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I'd like yeah, to but know. I, but I'd I know, would know that. I would know that going in. Yeah. And, you know. Um, Did they call it murder loft? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, like, uh, one guy's in an affair, and it just keeps getting dumber and dumber. And then we set this. Then, then it, here's the ending. Spoiler alert. They all set up the one guy, Carl Urban, because he's been banging. He banged one of their wives behind the back, and then he was one. He was sleeping with one of the other guy's mistresses, who was a prostitute, but fell in love with. Like, shut the fuck up. Who cares? Like, it. The only thing I would suggest is if you're bored and you want to watch a really dumb movie. Because every 10, 15 minutes, you're going to go, wait, what? Like, we, we, my friend and I were watching this movie, and we were saying this out loud. Like, come on. And we'd yeah. start laughing. So it's that's the appeal. If I may, there's probably more good movies in that you could you can't watch all the good movies in your lifetime. There's too many. So before watch all the good movies before you <laughs> get to this experience. That's like my recommendation in general. Before you start hate watching, do all the love watching. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Kaplan, you bring up an excellent point. And you know what? It's uh, Our reviews probably could have been interchangeable oh. from our reactions to this. And honestly, the you bring up a good point. As I was I, The drive out to Brea, I, it was, I did this Wednesday night. So it's about a, f- it's 50 some miles from where I live to out to Brea. And mm-hmm. traffic in LA is horrible. So it was like, leave at 2.30 or 3. And it still took an hour and a half. Right. So I was like, let's get out early and watch a movie right by the... So Before that's a show. All that, that's yeah. all that was playing, right? Gotcha. Yeah. But you're right. You saying that makes me mad that I had to watch this because I could have watched any of the great recommendations that fans send us. Yes. Like, check this out on... on Online. On yeah. Netflix yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, you're absolutely right. Watch something good. Love watch before you hate watch, quote You know Mike what was Kaplan. playing up in Tahoe? What? It, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Jupiter Ascending, um, Kingsman, and then um, SpongeBob. So then that was That's pretty much it. it. That was it. And I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about Kingsman, but I just saw that. We are. We're going we're to okay. be super. We're well, gonna let's be, go we're into it right it. now because The Loft yeah. is a, just a raving bag of because shit. Because I, I also saw Kingsman, but I, I had a very different reaction than I thought I would. So I want to hear, Mike, what you thought, and sure. then uh, I will jump in. I, I'm a, I read a lot of comic books, and so I, yes. I'd read the comic version of it. And then mm-hmm. my girlfriend loves uh, loves Colin Firth, number one. Sure. Thinks he's, like, the sexiest guy. So this is uh, based on a comic. It is based yes. on a comic book uh-huh. by Mark Miller, I believe it's pronounced. M-I-L-L-A-R. Millar. I believe he pronounces it Miller. Mm. But uh, like legitimately, he, I'm he, I'm somebody else was pretentious to me, and I'm just passing it along. He could be wrong. Uh, that's yeah. totally true. How to pronounce his own name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be clear. So he, yeah. I mean, he just also like wrote. Naz. He wrote the Kickass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he wrote the movie, the you know, the comic books that became Kickass and Kickass yes. Two right. and Wanted. Like he's a by he's the a guy way, same who, director yeah. Matthew Vaughn who yep. directed Kickass. And so like I liked I liked the Kickass comic books, and I like all of his comics. I think they're. I think he's great. Right. And so I was, I liked the comic. I was looking forward to the movie. My girlfriend saw the preview and she's like, I want to see this. I'm like, that's great. We went to see it at the Vista, which is mm-hmm. like, oh, it was great theater. amazing theater, like matinee, like the cheapest, pre- like that's not right. the, but just everything like added, it was like six fifty a person mm-hmm. at one o'clock on Saturday. Wow. Uh, you know, you can stretch out your legs as far as you want. Classic old theater. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So just a super, to- a super environment, like great setting. And then it was just, it delivered everything that you, like, if you expected something different from it, like, I don't know how you could go in, like, it's it's just a silly, 
wonderful action movie, like, you know, a spy movie, like a self-referential, like meta, you know, analyzing, like sort of not sending up, it's not making fun of other movies like it, but it's just like, it's like, hey, here's like a crazy, like cartoonishly violent, you know, like in a way that if you like don't like violence, I think you'd still be maybe okay. Like, you know, people get chopped in half and like arms fly off and you're like, but it's not, I don't like horror. I'm not a big like gore fan, Mm -hmm. but it's like so silly that it like, it's a perfect juxtaposition for me. Kind of how they did Kill Bill a little bit. Uh, Oh, exactly. Yeah. The same, Mm -hmm. I'd say it's, it's a similar type of, yeah, violence in, in this, but it's just, it's funny. It's like, it's just a funny action movie, which is one of my favorite genres. Like I'm, it's not a great film. I don't think. I mean, I'm not. I'm not an expert uh, in. You know, I wouldn't. I don't think it's going to go on the. You know, AFI's top 100 <laughs> anytime soon. But it was like just super fun and like you know n- not boring at all. Like there was like my girlfriend didn't want to like get up to go to the bathroom, because she's, but she had to at one point. And there's very. It's just constant action. Things happening exciting weird there's like one plot hole that i that i won't discuss because it's sort of towards the end that i was like what about that she's like oh yeah that doesn't really oh well but uh <laughs> still had fun yeah, totally fun. like i'm like uh, the fun that i had for an hour and a half wasn't uh, is no longer valid but uh, <laughs> uh yeah it's just it's silly and i wouldn't tell anybody that like i have a friend who doesn't see as many movies as me and so when i make him a recommendation i have to be like definitely you like this is a must you know as this isn't a must but if you like this genre of movie like it's done like to like face off con air you know like that kind right, of thing it's right. it's silly fun action with people if somebody was like hey what what movie are you making they're like oh yeah i know i know you idiots <laughs> like samuel jackson said once when he was making, uh, I think, Snakes on a Plane, he's like, the two kind of movies I like to make are like one where I get to be like a serious actor, like with a good role that I can really dig into. And then I also like to make the other kind is uh, movies that I would have enjoyed when I was seven. Uh, <laughs> and so like, this is that. This is definitely just like for, you know, for the the kid in anyone who likes horrible, violent things. <laughs> so Chris, because we both, yes. I'm curious to know what you thought, Chris, because we both went into it Kind of similar to you, Mike. Yes. I haven't seen it, but we both went into it like, we like Matthew Vaughn. We like yes. the first Kick-Ass movie. The second one's okay. Sure. But so, he didn't direct the second one. No. Sadly, so, I had the opposite reaction. Fair enough. I uh, And I've never, it's very rare that this happens to me when I'm on board with a movie and I'm enjoying it and I feel like halfway through the movie turns on me. Mm-hmm. And I really felt that's what happened with this film. Like, uh, love Colin Firth. I love the setup of this film. I loved um, the whole world that it created. But uh, I thought it went further and further off the rails as the movie progressed to the Fair point enough. where the violence wasn't fun. The violence was uh, over the top but not fun. And one of the reasons is because... When you have, like, Hit Girl going down a hallway, killing, like, a bunch of bad guys, that's pretty cool and fun and, like, uh, really, like, adrenaline pumping. But when you have a bunch of people in a church that all of a sudden get hypnotized and start killing each other, that, to me, isn't fun violence. That's, like, when that's you just the see... the reality it, of organized religion. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it, it is a hate church. Yeah, I don't it is wanna, a hate, granted, Everybody it is a hate in church. the now, church is a hateful person. And, and one of the things that permeates this entire movie is a, a very vitriolic disdain of America and Americans. And uh, you can definitely tell, like, it's like what that's the first target is, like, a hate church in America that everything, you know, goes... That's right. where... where this technology quote gets tested that you know and then but also you they portray like uh you know the president as a um a very 
stupid power hungry uh, genocidal maniac. So uh, there, there's all of these other things. Like okay, I, I get I get the commentary and the satire, but that's little, okay. It's a little much. It's a, it's a little heavy handed. But um, one of the things I also didn't like was that. Um, you have like uh, the comedy and the violence just didn't mix for me the way it did in Kick Ass and the and Matthew Vaughn's other films. I really felt the tone was off. It was uneven. You have uh, um, you have Samuel Jackson doing this lispy sketch character, and then you have all this other serious violence um, going on. And you also have a lot of this meta stuff that Mike was talking about, where they make references to like, well, this isn't that kind of movie, and they talk about James Bond and spy movies and stuff, mm-hmm. and it. It honestly, it falls flat. It really, I, it just did not resonate with me. And uh, there is some crazy over-the-top violence, like RoboCop violence. Like, if you remember when RoboCop first came out, uh-huh. that r- violence, uh, it, uh, Verhoeven's direction, it was absolutely ridiculous. There's a lot of moments like that, and some of them are fun, some of them aren't. And uh, uh, I know what part you're talking about when you're saying, and I don't think this is a spoiler, like... Uh, when you have these spy agencies and you have all these great gadgets and stuff, even at some point, it has to be grounded a little bit. There has to be some type of ground with the technology and everything. It can't be like Harry Potter type stuff. But there's one scene where um, a girl um, inflates some balloons and goes up into space. So there's uh, okay, cool. yeah, th- there's some stuff. I like it. Uh, yeah. She goes to the edge of space okay. <laughs> <laughs> and shoots a satellite with a missile. That's uh, from her chair. I mean, it's so, a comic book. I'm, uh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. It's a fictional so, movie. Yeah. So it's like, but, there, but there's stuff like that where, like, if you have some of this other stuff that's grounded, but there, there, there's some. You can't take your face off and put it on another guy's face either. Yeah. No. No. There's definitely <laughs> different yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's a lot of stuff. Uh, I think the main problem I had with this film is that it wasn't fun, and uh, halfway through, it lost the fun for me with the violence. Had you the read the comic stuff. book? Chris? I had not read the comic book. Ah, I wonder. And, if that's I'm curious I'm gonna I'm really I curious to see And I want to read Mark Millar's comic book. I well yeah. I wanna <laughs> I wanna I wanna watch this movie too because I I'm not familiar with the comic either and I'm wondering if that is the demarcation, why you liked it and why Chris didn't. It's interesting because, I mean, Kick-Ass, the movie, I think, bothered me more violence. Like, I, I liked it, but, like, the violence had more of an effect on me. Like, this kid getting, you know, like, beaten up and, like, like real, you know, like, in a movie, it's usually, like, pow, bang, you know, right, like, right. not, like, Batman cartoonish level. Right. But you're like, oh, right. man. But in that movie, like, you're like, oh, he's, that kid's really hurt. Those people are really yeah. getting hurt. In this, it was, like, a, a step beyond, even in the scenes where people are dying, like you know, horribly. Yeah, there's it, like the, a lot of I, this is um, this is this is slight spoiler here. I will say there's like you know scenes of like global, you know, it's a spy movie, so there's like this global panic. But when you see like like we're talking about in the church where you know innocent people are kind of killing each other on a beach, you're like oh, I don't know, that's not fun for me to watch. So, huh. but it it is. I mean, his he definitely writes like. I mean, that's the way. His, I mean, maybe it is just I know him and the way that he sure. writes in the comics. As He's well. a like, great comic book writer. There's yeah. no question. There's no. I I just don't think this this translation. Uh, and I I will read the comic book now because I'm very curious. I this movie just didn't resonate with me. I'm not saying it did anything crazy wrong. It wasn't for me. Like sure, sure. like it just yeah, it, yeah. it just it, it it really wasn't fun for me. But like I said. It's very rare that a movie like um, turn I, I turn on it halfway through. Like normally the first act, I'm like I'm on board or I'm not. But this one, I was there. Like mm-hmm. the training, getting the kid in, where you know, because you see from the trailers, mm-hmm. like oh he's the street kid. He's like uh-huh. he's got no future, and you know, Colin 
Firth takes him under the wing and starts training him to be a spy. I'm like, yes, I want to see all of this that's going on. And when they finally uh, show the uh, the big spy thing, spy headquarters, giant headquarters, giant with uh, hangars and, oh, this is awesome, planes and yep. trucks and stuff. But then towards the end, uh, again, not really a spoiler, um, there's like what there's only three guys left what i thought you had like a whole army what happened to all the other spies uh, <laughs> like like there's right. like some weird logic things there but i it just wasn't uh, i think that was my main complaint i i didn't it wasn't fun all right can i say one last thing about sure. it that's kind of i think is cool uh mark hamill is in the movie uh did you know that i did not i don't know he played the professor really yeah oh. and in the comic book mark hamill is a character like mark hamill the actor from is, star wars yeah is in he is one of the people God, I didn't even recognize see, oh, that's yeah. cool yep now I want to see it yeah like it was interesting because while I was watching the movie I'm like is Mark Hamill gonna be a character right. like he is is it gonna or did they not be or were they not able to get him like there are certain famous people right. in it or ref, sure. made reference to because of part of the plot uh, but then at the end it was like I didn't actually recognize him but I saw his name at the end I'm like oh yeah. that was him right and girl with blade feet was fun I yeah. will say that okay the girl but the girl with the blade feet tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get into uh, uh, why Mike likes stupid action movies. Yes. Um, <laughs> we may have already done yeah. that. We got a little bit. <laughs> we might go into some more. Spoiler. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, the good people at Sherry's Berries. <laughs> yes. Now, just because Valentine's Day is over doesn't mean uh, people in your life don't deserve some delicious berries. Uh, some uh, chocolatey goodness dipped in milk white and dark chocolatey goodness and uh they have chocolate chips decorative swizzles or nuts and you know what guess what it's um valentine's day is over but guess what coupon code's still good coupon code cfn still good if you go to berries.com and uh you know b-e-r-r-i-e-s i got some birthdays coming up some family things coming up 362 shopping days till valentine's day (laughs) yeah (laughs) put your orders in early I mean, a, a birthday, someone at work, you yep. know, an anniversary. You love someone. Yeah. 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 I mean, do you yeah. care about you, anybody you in your lives? Berries yeah. are good. They have antioxidants. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate They're has healthy. endorphin releasers. Yeah. Sounds like Mike's going to be buying his L.A. girlfriend some Sherry's Berries. I, yeah. I see. It's code CFN. And my <laughs> non-L.A. girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Playboy. That's a lot of berries. <laughs> that is a lot of berries. I got berries in different area codes. Nas. <laughs> Nas. Throwing out. I'm going to buy Nas some berries. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just for mispronouncing his name. Yeah. Better get Nas some schnoz berries. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Mark Miller writes a comic book about Nas. That would be great. Oh, then we could mispronounce both their names. Yes, at the yeah. same time. Mark Millar and yeah. Nas. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, I was maybe- like, Do you guys like hip hop? Nas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, guys, so go to uh, berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Use coupon code C-F-N. Um, and it'll double the berries for just $10, $10 more. $10 more, so twice as many berries. Um, so check that out. All right, so let's let's get into a little bit now, uh, Mike. Yes. You were talking about why you like movies like this. You mentioned Con Air and Face Off. What other movies in that genre, and why do you like these type of movies so much? Do you know, uh, one that I, that really pops up is, uh, did you guys see Shoot 'em Up? Shoot 'em Up. Shoot 'em Up, starring no, Clive Owen, essentially as a live-action Bugs Bunny, uh, and the villain is Paul Giamatti, kind of as the Yosemite Sam character. Like, And it's almost, I mean, it's literally like, 
Clive Owens eating a character and saying things like "What's up, Doc?" and like, and Yosef and the Paul Giamatti character is like this over the top, like you know, like just really, and it's just this. So it's a cartoon. It's not a cartoon. I mean, it, but yes, it's like it's a human cartoon, and just the things that happen Monica in it. Bellucci's in it. It's just it's the the most like that. It's like the epitome of this kind of movie. Like where I don't even I don't know what the plot is. I just know that Clive Owen is the good guy and Paul Giamatti is the bad guy, and it's just so like it just endorphins. It's like you know, it's just like a beach read, like chocolate, like it's like there's all these you know like. Like a like a bad drug, you know, like but but a good you know, like I don't believe in the term like guilty pleasure because it's not guilt like nobody's getting hurt. It's everybody. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe there's injuries on the thing, you know. Like I <laughs> I love I love Jackie Chan movies like Legend of Drunken Master. Mm-hmm. Like just seeing cool martial arts like fighting. Like I like fighting more than I like shooting. Or but like in Face Off where it's it's like they're shooting but hardly anyone ever gets killed because they're right. just like they're standing like fa- through a mirror looking at each other about to shoot each other and then they both get out of the way and it's like it's it's like dance it's I mean it, it's basically like you know Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon isn't as stupid but it just it's just beautiful. Did like, you I like think. the Expendables movies? You know I saw the first one and I thought it was fine. To me those movies mm-hmm. are expendable. Hey guys, um, <laughs> but like I like those. I mean I love like Jean Claude. Van Damme movies in general, like, I mean, and I, I love them, like, with a different quality. Like, I certainly, you know, I don't like The Dark Knight the same way that I like, uh, you know, Con Air. I love them both. Well, all right, well, we'll let's trade um, mm-hmm. non-guilty um, shoot-em-up pleasures. Sure. I, I will watch shoot-em-up. You watch Expendables 2. Sure. Which is a better one. You like it better? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it makes sense. Like, I love Jason Statham's movies. Like, sure. I think, yes. his, I mean, like, movies like Crank and Crank 2, I think... Like I, like I said, in the new Fast and Furious movie. Oh yeah, Mm. I I love those movies. Like Mm. I, I can't argue with that. They are fun. I don't even like. I don't. Car movies are not really usually my thing. Those aren't car movies. No, no. They're like there's a there's a heist. (laughs) I'm a big fan of heist movies. Yeah, those cars are powered by magic. Yeah, that's uh, that's magic coward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, those. That's the kind of thing. Like I, I have these not not rules, but guidelines. I'm like, I, you know, I don't need to see like just a movie about driving cars. But like Gone in sixty seconds is fun. It's just they make it. It's like McDonald's. Like I'm not. I'm a vegan. I don't eat at McDonald's. I don't recommend McDonald's. I think it's a. You know, not that any corporation. I don't believe in evil, but you know, they're just like, we are, we are out to maximize profit. And the way we maximize profit is to make this as delectable as like scientifically addictive as possible. (laughs) They put chemicals in that. They're like, Oh, that's how human evolution has trained us to respond to this sugar sweet combination of ingredients and factors. Like, of course that's why people love it. And so some of these movies are just like that. They're like, (laughs) I know the director's like, I know how to make your brain do the, like, you know, fire in all the ways that I want it to. And so as long as I know that that's what's happening, then I'm, I'm fine with it. The only thing I disagree with is, um, why don't you believe in evil? Oh, (laughs) uh, just because, you know, I took an ethics class in college where one day we talked about, uh, a man who had like seemingly no ethics at all and just like murdered people in cold blood, then ate their lunch. And you're like, what a Jesus, get rid of that guy. Death penalty, him immediately. We know it for sure. But then the next day, we find out about his upbringing, where he was born because his father kicked his mother in the stomach three months early, and then he thought she was cheating, so that nobody could ever show that kid any 
physical or emotional love. And so he grew up, like, what chance did that guy have? Of course he was going to become a Christian Grey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or any Christian. Anyway, yeah. uh, and, and America, yeah, look, it is full of hate groups. So, yeah. uh, but also both. Look, America, what is America? We're all humans. I believe in your local community and the world. And everybody, look, I love all the people. So you're starting um, a theater company. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all the world is a stage. But uh, no, I don't, I don't believe that, I think that there are sociopaths and that's the closest thing to evil that there is but it's just a lack of human emotion empathy and sympathy and everything else that is wrong in the world is just based in you know sort of fear and insecurity and you know it it ends up with bad results bad actions but I don't think that any person is wholly good or wholly bad we're all just a you know series of molecules and experiences all right MikeKaplan.com and that's why I like stupid action movies (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, You know what? I will say that was the most eloquent explanation for a film genre I've ever heard. Appreciated. That genre. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why that genre? That's the most eloquent uh, (laughs) description of shoot 'em up type action movies. Um, All right. Well, let's go into uh, what's coming out on DVD this uh, this weekend. You know what? It's an interesting week. It's a lot of stuff on DVD, uh, not a lot of stuff in the movie theater. All right. So, so Dumb and Dumber 2 is coming out. I don't know uh, if you saw. This is another one of those movies that if you wanted to see it, you already saw it. Yeah. I, C- can I tell you my uh, – I haven't seen it. I love the first one. I heard mm-hmm. the second one wasn't as great, so I right. I might see it at some point. I love those guys. But uh, here's the – I can't tell this joke anymore because the billboards aren't aren't there. But I don't know if you remember the billboards for mm-hmm. the movie. While I was driving by one once, I just was like, oh, are you going to go see Dumb and Dumberto? <laughs> it looks like that's what it says. <laughs> Dumb and Dumberto, which is the Italian. Sequel. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dumb and Dumberto. <laughs> so that's all I have to contribute for that one. Apologies. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber 2. I didn't see it. You no, know, I haven't seen it yet. It had looked like, I don't know, the trailer was the thing. It said it looked like it had funny scenes to me and looked like it had scenes that were dumb. I mean, those guys are so great. Like, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Yeah. They're, they're very good. They're Once very... we're done love-watching movies, we'll yeah. put this yeah, on. Yeah, we'll, we'll that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the next three are all... Nominated. They're all nominated films, so if you haven't, you didn't get a chance to see these in the theater, now's the chance to right. see St. Vincent, which we talked about it when it came out. It's a, I, I really like this. Um... Bill Murray obviously does a great job. Melissa McCarthy does a really good job. Um, it's it's a nice little film. Uh, and then uh, Birdman. Yep. Um, <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Birdman, you know, is, is, it's it, it's good. Watch it for the, the single shot cinematography, which is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Edward Norton. I know you didn't love the film, and I've, I still uh, haven't seen it yet. Ah, I, I liked it. it. I liked it. It mm-hmm. just, yeah. Sometimes a movie comes out, and this happened to me with, I call, I call it in my life, the Juno effect, where like the movie comes out and it's good, and then so everyone watches it, and it's pretty consistent across all the reviewers. Like everybody says it's good, so then everybody starts like compiling those either in their mind or in like yeah. some greater conglomeration, be like, oh, if everyone thinks it's good, it must be great. And you so have then a higher by that point, you go into yeah. it and you're like, wow, I'm going to see this movie that everyone says is great. Now you've conflated it in your head. And then you're like, I think it's going to be great. And you're like, oh, it was, it was good. Why did everybody say it was it was great? Uh, yeah, I went. I I I think I I saw it the first weekend it came out, so I didn't have a lot. There wasn't I mean, a lot of hype. There wasn't a lot of. Right. I mean, there was some hype coming yeah. into it already. Um, I like that director. Um, I I just built a bit built a lot up in my head just from the trailers that I saw. And again, it's good. 
I don't think it's this uh, epic masterpiece. I think it's a very good film. I think he deserves his nomination. And I like that this director tries these um, these different types of movies and stuff like that. And, and if you like, if you haven't seen it, I say watch it. It's I, cool and really interesting yeah. and specific. It's very specific. Very specific. Thing. Yeah. And it's really all the supporting parts. And it's 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 a unique film. And it's one of those things like I'll watch a director try something unique and maybe if it didn't resonate with me i'm still glad that it was made and i have a question because like it's obviously it's about entertainment it's about show business Mm -hmm. in a way i mean exactly yeah and we're in show business so like sometimes when we see things like if you watch you know like the movie punchline i think with like you know tom hanks and whatnot like there aren't lockers in the bottom in the basement (laughs) of a comedy club like everything (laughs) for us we're like that's wrong that doesn't make sense it's not a gym but for this thing like we're watching i'm like i'm watching it and like you know we've all probably like done been around some acting actors like movie like you know big stage stuff and we're like there's definitely for us i mean for me at least i we might take for granted some of the things that they get completely right which obviously they're in the world too the director is a movie Mm -hmm. director uh and like you know there's so many plays about plays and movies about movies Movies, but I, I think so when a when a good one happens, it's almost like the way a comedian like is so effortlessly seeming to you know tell be like oh how does he do it? It seems like nothing, but because there's so much g- going into it, there's so much like that goes into making it seem effortless. I like wonder what it's like for a person who's not in show business to see a movie that is like all about show that's business. A, that's a great point. That is a great point. I'm sure that that definitely had some influence on me was maybe taking some of those spot on things about show business for granted and just sort of like, yeah, of course that's how yeah. those big giant stars that have fallen from grace act. And, yeah. You know, a lot of stage guys are nuts like Edward Norton. And yeah. That's has, me. That's yeah, me. That, yeah. That's all me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that, that is an excellent point because I've at, met that guy. Yeah. I've met that guy. The yeah. casting is brilliant because Edward Norton has a reputation of being difficult. Does he? Yeah. It's oh, a wow. little bit of a reputation of being like, he's such an actor i want mm. the acting a little know. bit's being generous <laughs> yeah that's that's it's like a leg it's legend wow. it's legendary yeah. that he yeah. you know it's difficult to work he's with. difficult to work with because then that's that's even that makes it even makes it even better for me yeah, yeah. which which that's a good point though it's a good point so check out check out saint vincent check out birdman and then of course the theory of everything yeah that's another one that i just i haven't had a chance to see it i can't wait to see this one too that you know eddie redmayne deserved his golden globe he deserves his nomination i know there's a lot of there's a lot of talented people in the field obviously this year but if you haven't seen the theory of everything i would watch it it's a very good movie front to back and he's excellent in it to play the slow physical deterioration of your body that stephen hawking had to go through uh yeah stephen hawking said like he's like it was like watching myself yeah Wow. It, it's amazing, and if you want to, you can't see get it, a better yeah. compliment than that. If no. you want to see it a little more upliftingly, then watch it uh, back to front. Just watch it in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, he's cured. <laughs> a brief history of time going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so watch it in reverse, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So yeah, theory of everything is good. Memento um, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can watch him um, get younger too, like oh, Benjamin yeah, Button. That's great. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben Button that movie. Um, Coming out this week, the Hot Tub Time Machine the, the two. two. Yeah, and, and you know I what? love the first one. I, I gotta say, I again, I also absolutely loved the first right. one. I thought, and this is also partially because you know it's we fun. grew up we grew up watching eighties movies, right. and the fact that John Cusack was in it and it was an eighty movie, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it from front to back. I didn't see the need for a sequel. 
Uh, and I oh, it, they'll make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're right. Uh, yeah, they definitely yeah. everybody involved. And it oh, looked boy. like it went all um, stimulate the economy. It, you know what it did? It, it looked like it went all like Bill and Ted too. They're like you know going back in all these different time periods now with the uh, well, with the time machine. You bring up a great point. As we've talked about numerous, numerous times on this show, it's so hard to make a good comedy sequel. Yes. Bill and Ted's is one I would argue is a good love sequel. it. It's a oh, great sequel. Can't argue with that. I, I that, love the Bill and Ted sequel. And what yeah. I'm seeing in this trailer now, I know John John Cusack isn't in it. They took the funny premise and took it. The the problem with as we say the problem with the comedy sequel. Where do you go? The right. jokes are run out. You got to do something different. You got to right. do something different. And it looks to me like they they're going to change the timeline of world history. And it looks bigger budget to me. Oh, it has to be. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I I want to believe be optimism. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think it's good. I'd love to see a time travel movie that, as a sequel, they're like time travel movie part four. They're like you just put out the first one, and then just jump to four, and then yeah. they'll do two, and then five, and then three. Just like uh, that's what be I would really like. funny. If they did that, uh, but the the thing that does worry me, it's a February release too. Well, but it's a time travel movie, so it was supposed to come out in December. All right, um, but fair enough. But you know what, though, comedies. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put as much on that with a comedy because okay. I think this is a smart way to. You know, comedies can sneak in in February and March and grab a lot of money because it's like everyone. What wants are you to, gonna see? Well, yeah. the other thing, there's literally uh, no competition for this film. They picked a great. Uh, you know, they avoided Fifty Shades of Grey. They picked right. a, a great. Um, it's gonna weekend, win really the February twentieth weekend. It will. Yeah. It has to. I mean, there's nothing else coming. Unless out. Fifty Shades, Shades could keep going. Could keep yeah. going. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing that could happen. But I don't know. This movie it'll be was, the highest grossing new film of February twentieth weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, rhymes with Mott from Flash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that'll be one of those things. It'll be um, it'll be on like the publicity material. It's like you know, oh, best yeah. new film of this weekend. Yeah, I but yeah. biggest that they do that too. Like um, best comedy of the weekend. You know, they do all these uh, crazy liners. I I feel like it. I feel I laughed out loud. When um, Craig Robinson is steals, uh, you say, oh yeah, steals yeah. that song. I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. They just yeah. go back in time and they're dicks about it. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, ultimately, that kind of thing is. I mean, I, I I liked it too in the preview, and now I'm like, oh, that's also like Back to the Future, like Chuck Berry, like learning his own song from his own self from Marty in the future. Right, yeah. right. Like, there's kind of like, oh, they went, and not that they they went back and took it, but like there are ultimately kind of these just so many time travel tropes that exist that, that you're gonna like, see especially in time travel yeah, comedy oh yeah they real. Yeah. i mean they just like steer right into it and it is i mean they know what they're doing yeah is it the same director as the first one well that's a good point so this one is directed by uh steve pink oh yeah i think it is actually because yeah. he's at, yep. what's interesting is he's like good friends with john cusack so well yeah he did high fidelity he did gross point blank specifically did. why john cusack didn't want to do it again <laughs> yeah so uh i'm excited to see this can i say one more thing about bill and ted sure. uh i think this is my bill and ted talk about how keanu reeves is like uh i he's done so many amazing things like uh, from like Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted Two, both amazing. Like The Matrix, one of my favorite mm-hmm. series, like amazing. Speed One, he's in, love yep. it. Speed Two, he chose not to do. It was not a good movie. Right. Like so many things. John Wick, haven't seen yet. Hear good things. And then look at all the bad movies that he's not in. You know what I mean? He's like people always point to the ones that he is, but <laughs> there's just so many bad movies that he <laughs> that just like I'm not, not in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, so, maybe you could put that on a resume, not in. And yeah, for the yeah. dumbest guy that people think that he is, like he's made so many lucky or smart decisions. So I'm just a, a big Keanu Reeves fan. Good for you. So did you say. like 47 Ronin? Uh, oh, didn't see it. Is it good? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Walk in, uh, was it Walk, walk in the, the Clouds? clouds? Yeah. yeah, no, he's, that shouldn't, don't do that. <laughs> what about, what's, what's that, Lake House, the time Oh, yeah, no, uh, guys, I'm trying to forget about all the things that disprove my point and only say the things that prove them. I'm an American. <laughs> guys, why do we have to take responsibility for all the bad that we've done when we do so much bad right now that we're ignoring? USA, USA. Yeah, I will say real quick, um, uh, don't see 47 Ronin. Don't see 47 Ronin. Got it. And go back and watch Bill and Ted 2. Oh, yeah. Absolutely love it. I mean, the fact Bill, that they parody uh, the Seventh Seal and Igmar Bergman film is absolutely and, hysterical. And he, Bill, uh, what's his last name, who played Death? Um, oh. Bill, ah, I don't know if we're going to do this thing. Um, Bill Death. <laughs> I think that was his real name? Yeah. Bill Death. Uh, you got typecast. Bill and Ted's. Uh, bogus Journey. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Um, and there is talk about another Bill and Ted movie. And oh, William I would, Sadler. William yeah, Sadler yeah. plays a grim wee through, and they're playing uh, You sink my battleship. Yeah. <laughs> Two out of three. You bet your sweet yeah. ass. Like, like Twister. Oh fuck, that shit is absolutely hysterical. And they yeah. they 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 took it to the next level. So mm-hmm. I, I am confident for I'm confident for a hot tub time machine. All too. right, all, all right. right. I applaud your optimism. <laughs> all right, so let's go. I actually. Found uh, for um, well, site spotlight. What do you want to talk about, real quick? Okay. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is uh, Laura House's Fifty Shades of Grey review. Uh, if you want to, like I said, a differing opinion. But there's also I forgot there. Um, Jackie Cation wrote an amazing column about superhero movies that are all is also right on the site right now. So you really want to check out both of those. Uh, articles because they're really really well written i don't agree with anything laura said but you know she puts it forth in a very um a very passionate opinion so um they're definitely worth reading so you want to check out those articles um and also the uh, message boards are back up and running yeah message boards are, are working you can register and post on them and we're getting a lot of new activity which is great we love hearing uh from you old fans and also from the new fans as well so um, I, there was a post by a fan, uh, Jordan Berkovitz, on uh, my personal Facebook page uh, when we were talking about Kill Bill Volume 1 and he was talking about Hattori Hanzo's assistant. Um, he actually is a – this is what Jordan put. He goes, actually a big TV star named Kenji uh, Ohaba, o- Oba, excuse me. Uh, who was in a lot Nas. of uh, <laughs> a lot of Nas videos, uh, Tokusatsu shows. Uh, he's most famous for playing Uchu Keiji Gavan or Space Sheriff Gavan, uh, and he put a clip uh, on my uh, personal. And we'll we'll put this. It's a YouTube clip. We'll put it on the Comedy Film Nerds fan page um, that shows, and it has some of the sound effects. And you're like, oh, some of these are in Kill Bill Volume 1 and this music and stuff oh, like that. Okay. So it's really cool. Um, and, of course, that's that's one of the great many little Easter eggs in Kill, the Kill Bill movies is all of these great um, tipping of the hat to these classic TV and film stars of from, from J- Japan. From Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a really cool thing. So I really want to thank Jordan uh, for that. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. Um, 
That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it, boys and girls. That was uh, episode 256. Put it in the books. Um, Mike, uh, where can people find you online? Tour dates, the like? Sure. Most things are at MikeKaplan.com. Mike is spelled M-Y-Q and Kaplan is spelled K-A-P-L-A-N. Sorry about all that. Or if you like it, you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, my tour dates are there. I'm going to be this weekend, I think Friday, uh, in North Car- Greensboro, North Carolina, Saturday in D.C., uh, and like the, also on my Facebook page, Twitter, you know, Vine, Instagram, sure. YouTube. I have a Netflix special if you want to watch that. Oh, nice. Uh, it's uh, called Small, Dork, and Handsome. And uh, I talk about movies in it for a few minutes, um, at least. I'm, oh, yeah. I, actually, the, uh, the, the big conclude my, my closer in it is all about uh, time travel. Uh, so <laughs> check it out. And my opener. It's all, it's just everything's time travel. <laughs> um, but yeah, so feel free to check that out and uh, say nice things and follow me and do stuff and i'm gonna be in australia for the melbourne festival oh what is that end of march beginning of april oh sweet are you doing just stand up or are you doing like a your podcast or what are you doing i'm definitely doing stand up as part of this like headliners program that they have where Mm -hmm. i guess you know me and a few other i think either americans or other people are like just on a bunch of shows like uh if the dates aren't on my website right now they will be very soon so awesome uh, check it out and thank you MikeKaplan.com. Oh, yeah, and my podcast is called Hang Out With Me, and it's at KeithandTheGirl.com slash hang. Nice. Well, we've had Keith and the Girl on the show oh, yeah. numerous have, times. Yep. They recommended. And you guys will be on mine uh, as soon as possible. Sweet. Nice. And um, uh, also, they've been at the festival a couple yeah, times, Yeah, Keith and the Girl have been at the festival, mm-hmm. and they just celebrated being on the uh, doing their podcast for 10 years. Wow. Oh, yeah. Which is amazing. Like, That's, who they, else is doing that? I know. 10 years. A daily yeah. podcast for I know. 10 years. <laughs> that is, those guys. They have a great studio, too. They have a great studio. They got a great, like business model fan they're they're like they're such pros and uh it, it's it's great having them on the show and we're glad that they recommended you and thanks fun. guys yeah um so i uh will be leaving very shortly to go headline to uh, the las vegas lost to the las vegas i'll be uh, headlining the improv at harris uh this february 17th through the 22nd with the uh, gary brightwell um who was on the shows many years ago we need to have him back yeah uh, and then uh, I'm doing some Air Force bases um, after that. Well, first I'm doing the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley. Ooh, that place is great. That's a great gig, right? But if you want to catch Graham in his uh, best element, you want to join the Air Force real quick and then head to one of those bases. Go, go to your local recruiter, you guys. I'm sure they'd be happy to see you. <laughs> Log in your hours quick. Get that flight time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be doing some bases uh, for the Comics on Duty tour through uh, Oklahoma um, Texas, and then up in like North Dakota and Montana, we're gonna go just like some missile bases. Oh wow! Yeah, so I'm hopefully gonna start World War Three, guys. Yeah, pointed at Canada. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> right. Well, they have it coming. They are uh, <laughs> rusting those missiles. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it is potentially dangerous. Well, we need to get them out there and kind of <laughs> oil them up, flux them out, see how they're working. Um, so uh, check all that out, you guys, and of course. Um, you know, go to Sherry's Bear, go to, excuse me, go to berries.com. Use coupon code CFN. Double your berries. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, double your berries, guys. Berry uh, work it. Berry work it. Hashtag berry work it. And of course, you know, the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Instagrams. We're follow all there. us. Follow us on all yep. of it. And uh, yeah, you can also, I don't know if we mentioned this hey. too, you could comment directly on the articles too. So if you want to leave a comment on uh, Lara's article or one of Neil's or Jack's. I know what we forgot to announce. Los Angeles Podcast Festival 
tickets are on sale September 18th through the 20th. Uh, you can go to LAPodfest.com. There's also a link to uh, the discounted hotel rooms at the Sofitel. So that's live now, too? That is live. Oh. Um, we got the landing page from them. So we're doing a lot of cool things with the hotel rooms this year. There's the $199 rooms like last year, but then they're also giving a bunch of different... So you get to choose if you want to get to a bigger, nicer room. They're giving... Fit more people in fit it. Fit more people in it, like $229. You can get a suite for $299. That's like a, a five or $600 a night thing. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Nice, Mikey Kaplan. The word means two different things. Oh, I didn't get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you were complimenting my ideal. (laughs) So check that out, guys. LAPodFest.com, September 18th to the 20th. We can confirm that the dollop will be in this year's festival, comedy (laughs) film nerds, and probably science. Most likely. Most likely. Probably, (laughs) probably science will be in the festival. Uh, And I want to mention, too, if you are a podcaster in the LA area, um, I'm doing a talk with a bunch of other podcasters and startup companies companies at General Assembly uh, this Thursday night uh, in Santa Monica. And it is a free event. So if you want to learn more about podcasting and how it can help your uh, business. In standard podcast form. Yes. A free event. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy things, but you don't have to. Um, right. So check it's, it out. It's free content. You can show up and get free content oh. live. Wow, look at that. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much to Mike Kaplan for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. As always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.